far as your eyes can see. If you remember, Allah subhanahu wa starts off with the sky, right? As shamsu wa al-qamar And then he said, وَالْأَرْضَ وَالْعَمَ الْأَنَامِ Right? Then he comes down to the earth. Then Allah says, رَبُّ الْمَشْرِقَيْنِ وَرَبُّ الْمَغْرِبَيْنِ Look at the horizon. Look at how far, how fast the, the earth of Allah subhanahu wa is. رَبُّ الْمَشْرِقَيْنِ وَرَبُّ الْمَغْرِبَيْنِ And you know an interesting definition of what مَشْرِقَيْنِ and مَغْرِبَيْنِ is. How many east are there? Northeast and southeast. Similarly, how many west? Northwest and southwest. So is it Allah telling us? Look as far as your eyes can see, you will see my signs. You will see my signs. All across the horizon. SubhanAllah. So Allah is transitioning from the skies to the earth to all the way to the horizons. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, now, Allah is taking us even to the oceans. You see how Allah is taking us on a tour? It start, the tour started off up above, the, like in, in, the, in the skies, right? The sun and the moon. Came down on earth, the horizons, and now He's taking us to the seas. And remember, the Sahaba, when they heard this, they never saw seas. So it's as if Allah is taking them beyond what they can see now. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made two seas come together. Between them there is a barrier which does not allow them to cross one another, subhanAllah. And this is known as one of the miracles that are actually there today scientifically. The salt water and the sea water do not mix with one another, yet they are colliding with one another. And you all know how forceful waters are, right? I mean, we've all seen what tsunamis can do to nations. It can destroy nations within minutes. Yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the ability to these two seas to not cross one another. It's as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, just like these two seas are not transgressing their boundaries, you also need to not transgress your boundaries. Maintain the justice. Maintain the justice, subhanAllah. مَرَجَ الْبَحْرَيْنِ يَلْتَقِيَانْ بَيْنَهُمَا بَرْزَخٌ لَا يَبْغِيَانِ فَبِأَيِّ آلَاءِ رَبِّكُمَا تُكَذِّبَانِ Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes us on a tour underwater. يَخْرُجُ مِنْهُمَا الْلُؤْلُؤُ وَالْمَرْجَانِ The pearls and the corals. Where are pearls and corals found? Deep in the oceans, right? How many of you scuba divers here? Scuba divers? Snorkelers? Okay, mashallah, we have one there, two there. Okay, mashallah. Yeah. Scuba diving. You want to appreciate Allah's favors? Get a paddy license. Get a scuba diving license. Trust me, it's an amazing, amazing world down there. And you know, sometimes, you know, when I first got my license, I went to, to dive. Not in Bahrain, because, you know, you don't really see much. But we go to some nice places on earth. You wonder why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the ocean floor so beautiful. I mean, most people won't, won't even get to see this stuff. Yet, He made it so beautiful for us. So many different colors, so much detail, so many patterns. And you know, every other month you hear of this new species that's being discovered by people, by scientists, right? And such amazing colors and such amazing patterns. It's as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, 
I created beauty for you in places where you can never imagine. That's how merciful I am with you. Subhanallah. Amazing different colors of fishes and corals and shells and you know it li really leaves you speechless you know how how ya allah how do we thank you enough how do we thank you enough so after taking us down to the ocean floor then he brings us back up on the sea level what's floating on the sea levels and the jawari is the the, the ship the ships in the sea. How many have been on like cruises or something before? Like big boats and cruises. Yeah, these are huge ships, right? I mean, it's like a mini city. Thousands of people aboarding that ship. Yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made that ship float on this ocean floor. How heavy is that cruise ship? How heavy is it? It's, it's crazy, right? And you have some, some of these ships which are known as aircraft carriers, right? They carry aircraft. Like you have planes. It's literally an airport floating on water. Isn't that amazing? And Allah says, these, these ships and cruise ships that you're seeing, who do they belong to? Who do they belong to? To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, when, when we see a nice car, like a you know, Lamborghini or something, we say, wow. Right? Sisters, when you see like a really nice bag, you say, wow. Next time you see this, say subhanallah, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspired the person who invented the iPhone to make the iPhone. We don't, we, I mean, okay, we give credit to Steve Jobs, but who inspired Steve Jobs to make the iPhone? It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything goes back to Allah. وَلَهُ الْجَوَارِ الْمُنْشَآتِ فِي الْبَحْرِ كَالْأَعْلَامِ A'lam means flags. These ships are so big, they're like mountains. They're like flags, signs. And you know, even in ships, you know, captains of ships, when, they, when they're in the dock, they feel safe. But as soon as the ship leaves the dock, what happens? They're under the mercy of who? Under the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And even like... You know, pilots do that in, in planes, right? They read Dua As-Safar, right? Even if the pilot is like, a, you know, not that religious, but he still reads Dua As-Safar. Why? Because he knows when that aircraft is in the middle of the skies, we are in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything is under the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And subhanAllah, if you compare this ayah to the one before, just before that Allah was talking about pearls. Now imagine you are standing on that ship, that huge ship that's floating on this water, you take a small piece of pearl and you drop it in the ocean. What happens to that pearl? It sinks in the bottom of the ocean. Look at the contrast Allah is showing us. Allah is telling us, I have the ability to make these massive ships float and I have the ability to make these small pearls sink in the bottom of the ocean. Allah is showing us His control, subhanAllah. That's the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَبِأَيِّ آلَاءِ رَبِّكُمَا تُكَذِّبَانِ كُلُّ مَنْ عَلَيْهَا فَانِ Now it's time to get a bit serious. Everything on this earth will come to an end. Fan comes from the root word fana, which means end. All of us will one day be in our graves. Every single one of Allah's creation will be finished one day.
And you know, a lot of people, they actually accuse Allah of having, you know, bad manufacturing skills. Why? Because, you know, my body starts to deteriorate as I get older. You know, my eyesight gets weaker. My bones get weaker. What kind of Allah is this, Ma'adullah? You know, some people argue. Non-Muslims, they argue this. What kind of God is yours? He can't even perfect you? Why do you have to get old? Why do you have to have gray hair? And why do you have your teeth falling apart and your eyesight getting weak? Is that a flaw in Allah's creation? No, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has designed us that way. That is part of our design. We are designed to deteriorate with time. Whereas, you know, and, and human beings, when they manufacture a product, like let's say a phone or something, they manufacture a phone that, ha that can last the longest amounts of hours without batteries falling, uh, batteries like going low, right? You want to build a car that will last the longest. You always look for something that will last long. You want to buy an air conditioning, you buy one that lasts long. You want to buy a house, you, want, you buy a house that lasts long. But Allah created us with this design of us deteriorating. That's part of the nature of Allah's creation. And after all of us are gone, Allah is saying, وَيَبْقَى وَجْهُ رَبِّكَ ذُو الْجَلَالِ وَالْإِكْرَامِ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's face alone will remain. ذُو الْجَلَالِ وَالْإِكْرَامِ Jalal comes, basically means glory, and ikram means honor. Now, let me ask you a question. In this dunya, how do we gain glory and honor? Give me examples of situations where we get honored and get glorified. Who can give me examples? Achievements. achievements. Give me examples of what kind of achievements do we get glorified for? Yeah. Graduation, excellent. So in graduation, you get honored, you get called up, and everyone, what does everyone do? When you get the certificate, everyone's cheering and clapping, right? Yes. What else? MashaAllah. So the brother was honored to be, become a believer. He was a non-believer. MashaAllah, Allah guided him to become a believer. Excellent. And your brother, when you accepted Islam, what did people say? Takbir! Allahu Akbar! And then they started, you know, greeting you and hugging you, inshallah, right? Because you became a member of the Ummah. So human beings, it's part of their nature that they get glorified and honored when there's people around. But wait a second. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just said, Kullu man fan. Everything was destroyed. It's as if, you know what, you're in a football field and you just scored a goal. What do you expect? All the crowd to cheer. And you look around you and there's nobody there. It's just you. How would you feel? Would you feel honored? No. Because we are dependent on human beings to be honored. Whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what He's trying to tell us here is, I do not need you. To be honored and to be glorified, I do not need you. Don't think that I need you to thank me. You know, after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned all these favors, He's telling us, I don't need you to thank me. You need me. I don't need you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not need us. SubhanAllah. You see how everything is flowing perfectly throughout the surah? And right after that, Allah goes on and says, Let's talk about your needs now. I just told you that I have no needs. Let's talk about your needs. You have endless needs. يَسْأَلُهُ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ كُلَّ يَوْمٍ هُوَ فِي شَأْنِ Everything on the heavens and the earth, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
We all ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for something at some point in time. Whether it's through dua, even non-believers ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even non-believers need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of you, let's do an exercise. Put your hands on your hearts. Feel the heartbeat. Do we need Allah to keep that heart beating or no? Yes. Do non-believers also need that? Yes. The way we breathe, our inhaling, our exhaling, that is a su'al. Yes'aluhu. Men fis samawati wal ard. Allah didn't say just the believers. Even the non-believers, they, they need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even the animals to be fed, they need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every single creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala needs Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to survive. Yes'aluhu men fis samawati wal ard. Now let me give you an example of the barking dogs, right? So let's consider disbelievers who were very rude, who were, you know, very uh, disrespectful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They reject Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're, they're like barking dogs, you know, barking at their master. And then eventually, they will become hungry, won't they? They will become tired. And when they become tired and hungry, the master, who they were just barking at, will enter the cage and will place some food on the floor. What are those barking dogs going to do? They're going to quietly go and eat the food. Subhanallah. They're going to forget all that anger and all the complaining that they were doing, all the barking to the master. At the point when they need the master, when they need the food, they all shut up. And they all just drink and eat quietly. That's the nature of the disbeliever, you know. He can bark as much as he wants. He can deny Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as much as he wants. But at the end of the day, he still will need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether he likes it or not, he needs him. Whether he admits it or not, he needs Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is so merciful. Ar-Rahman. Did, did you ever make a dua and Allah sent down an angel saying, Sorry, we're closed tonight. Come back tomorrow. Does Allah ever say, sorry, I'm busy. Call me later. Ma'adullah, right? Does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ever say, sorry, there's too many people asking now. You better stand in the queue. Yes'aluhu man fi samawati wal ard. Kulla yawman huwa fi sha'an. Every day he is busy fulfilling our needs. Simultaneously. La ta'khudhu sinatun wala nawm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not get drowsy, he does not get tired, he does not sleep. He is at our service 24 hours a day, brothers and sisters. This is Ar-Rahman. Section 3, guys. Now it's time for the criminals. You know how like sometimes you warn somebody or you remind someone of favors softly, nicely, you know? Appreciate Allah's favors, appreciate Allah's favors. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Then what, 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 sh what should work next then? You know, if I tell my, my daughter to do her homework, right? I'll say nicely. Beta, homework karlo, right? Ice cream miligi. You get some ice cream if you do your homework. I'll buy you some lollipops, I'll buy you some chocolate. But she's still insisting. She wants to watch Barney. She doesn't want to do her homework. Then what's going to come out? Warnings, Warnings will come out. Nof. 
If you don't eat, I mean, if you don't, you don't, if you don't do your homework, you are not going to have ice cream for the next one month, or no iPad for the next one month, right? You start with warnings. That's human nature. Similarly, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is transitioning. These disbelievers, after all this tour, Allah showed us a tour of the favors of Allah in the skies, on the earth, in the oceans, deep in the oceans. Now what? Let's talk about the criminals. Maybe that will make a difference. Maybe that will help shake you deep inside. So you think Allah is busy. Now Allah is talking to the criminals. You think Allah is busy? Don't think He's not watching you. Allah subhanahu wa is talking to the jinn and the ins. We will be free for you. We will free ourselves for you. سَنَفْرُغُ لَكُمْ أَيُّهَا الثَّقَلَانِ Thaqalan basically means the two heavy groups. You know, there's a lot of jinn and a lot of ants in Allah's creation. Allah is saying, don't think that because كُلَّ يَوْمٍ هُوَ فِي شَأْن Because I'm fulfilling all these needs of my creation that I'm too, bu I'm too busy, I won't, I won't have time for you. Don't think like that. سَنَفْرُغُ لَكُمْ It's as if Allah is pointing at us. Yes, you. I will be free for you. And you know, like a very nice example of this is someone who is going, to, going late to work every day. Right? And, and his boss never says anything to him. What's going to happen? He's going to go later and later and later and later and he's going to enjoy it. You know, nothing's going to make a difference until one day he gets a call from the HR manager. Fahad, I want to see you in my office right now. What's going to happen to me? Panic attack, right? It's a very scary moment. Similarly, students in, in class, right? For those of you who are students. By the way, how many students in the audience? MashaAllah. Okay, great, great. So for students, you're messing around in class and your teacher is ignoring you. You know, you're, you're chatting with your friends, you're cracking jokes, you're not doing your homework, and the teacher is just busy correcting exam. As soon as the bell rings, you're walking out of the room and he says, Fatima, I want to see you in my office, please. And close the door when you get in. What's going to happen to Fatima? Problems, huh? As if Allah is saying, just because I ignored your denial, don't think that I will not face you one day. Don't think that I will not have my one-on-one -on -one session with you. Allah will free himself for us. And you know, another argument that disbelievers have is, you know, this hierarchy system in companies especially. You know, there's some companies with like 500 plus employees where the CEO doesn't have time to even, you know, entertain the young staff, like the clerks in the, in the, in the office. Like I remember in one company I worked in, I saw the CEO once in a year, that's it. It was in the annual gathering. Maybe you'll bump into him in the elevator, maybe, you know, by chance, maybe. So some people argue that, you know, similarly, Allah is too busy up there. He's too important for us. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't care what I'm doing, what bad habits I have. He doesn't care about my problems with drinking. He doesn't care about my, you know, shamelessness, addictions. Allah is too busy, there's wars going on on earth, there's people dying of poverty, there's tsunamis going on. Allah is too busy with those big things. He's, he doesn't worry about my small lies and my small backbiting and my small 
you know, arguments with my parents and my being rude to them. Allah is saying, سَنَفْرُغُ لَكُمْ أَيُّهَا الثَّقَلَانِ And you know, when this happens, you know, unfortunately there's an attitude today, especially in the youth, the whatever attitude, right? You tell them, subhanallah, look at the sun, how beautiful it is. Ah, whatever. Right? Subhanallah, look at how that bird is flying. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, whatever. Right? This is a serious, serious form of ingratitude today. That's especially very common among the youth. Nothing pleases them. You know, you try to do so much for them and yeah, it was fine. How was, how was the party? Yeah, it was alright. How was the movie? Yeah, it was fine. You know? We don't care anymore, unfortunately. That's the whatever attitude. And you know, some people, they're, they're so unconcerned, they don't even have words to say. For them, it's like, psh, psh. They don't even say whatever, you know? They can't even bother to speak it up. Subhanallah. So that whatever attitude on the day of judgment, you know, I, I can just picture someone who, you know, like the example of, I see you in my office, right? So this employee who, works, who was at work late, you know, he's just chilling there, reading his newspaper, drinking chai, coffee, whatever, right? And the call comes, that whatever attitude is, is going to change, right? He's going to be serious now. He's going to come to work on time next day. فَبِأَيِّ آلَاءِ رَبِّكُمَا تُكَذِّبَانِ Then Allah says, يَا مَعْشَرَ الْجِنِّ وَالْإِنسِ Oh, you big groups of jinn and ins. إِنْ اسْتَطَعْتُمْ أَنْ تَنْفُذُوا مِنْ أَقْطَارِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ فَانْفُذُوا If you can escape the boundaries of the heavens and the earth, then just try. Show me. لَا تَنْفُذُونَ إِلَّا بِسُلْطَانِ You will not be able to accept with my authority. And subhanAllah, Allah started with the jinn and then the ins. Why? Because jinn are more likely to escape the heavens, right? Jinn have the ability to escape. مِنْ أَقْطَارِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ لَا فَنْفُذُوا Try. Allah is giving us an open challenge. You know, this is the beginning of Judgment Day. You know, when Judgment Day starts, people will be panicking, people will be running, people will be sweating. People will be sweating all the way up to their ankles. Some will be sweating all the way up to their knees. Some will be sweating all the way up to their waist. Some will be sweating all the way up to their necks. And some will be sweating so much that they'll be drowning in their sweat. And they'll be running away. And Allah says, Cholo, bakke dekhao. Open challenge. How much are you going to run? How far are you going to reach? After all, Allah owns the heavens and the earth. How far can you reach? You know, and there will be people on the Day of Judgment who will actually attempt to run. That's how messed up they will be. They will actually attempt to run. Allah says, when the jinn attempt to run, We will send down meteors and showers of, of lightning and fire and copper that will burn you. You will not be victorious. You will not be able to escape. And you know, today in our modern times, there's so many movies that are made of, you know, like Independence Day and all these other movies where there's like big calamities that are facing humanity. And you know, when the human beings come together, they have, because of their smartness and their, because they're one, they end up defeating the external powers and they save humanity. 
This is not going to happen on the Day of Judgment, by the way. Fala tantasiran means all of these movies about you escaping punishment and escaping the end of the world, right? Like 20, what was the movie? 2012, right? End of the world. They get on the ship and they, alhamdulillah, they save themselves, right? And in the movie, on the Day of Judgment, there is going to be no ship of rescue. There is no Safinat Nuh alayhi salam on the Day of Judgment. لا تنتصران فلا تنتصران فبأي آلاء ربكما تكذبان Which of the favors of Allah are you going to deny then? فإذا شقت السماء Now Allah is describing the day of judgment فإذا شقت السماء فكانت وردة كالدهان The sky will tear open and you will see the skies like a flower, a red flower كالدهان, you know from دهن from the cooking oil that splatters, you know the reddish color Which of the favors of Allah are you going to deny? فَيَوْمَئِذٍ On that day لَا يُسْأَلُ عَنْ ذَنْبِهِ إِنْسٌ وَلَا جَانٌ On that day, nobody will be asked about his sins. Not from the human being, not from the jinn. Nobody's going to be asked. Why not? Why not? I thought judgment day was all about asking. Allah saying, no, 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 you won't be asked. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about the first phase of the day of judgment where the result of your actions in your dunya will be showing on your face. فَبِأَيِّ آلَاءِ رَبِّكُمَا تُكَذِّبَانِ يُعْرَفُ الْمُجْرِمُونَ بِسِيمَاهُمْ Your face will show it. You won't be questioned. You don't need to be questioned. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will... Will know everybody will know your results just from your face. You know, like how in dunya, you give an exam, you give like a, an exam, and you mess up in the exam, and the teacher is handing out the grades. As the student is walking up, the teacher already knows if this guy messed up or not. As you're submitting your test, the teacher knows you messed up. It's showing on your face. Subhanallah, this is human nature, right? I remember my wife when she was doing her driving test, right? A nightmare for many people. So, you know, she'd do, she'd do her test and uh, she'd come home. I would see in her face that she failed. <laughs> it would show. I don't have to ask, so how, how did it go? I'd, I'd say, inshallah, next time. Right? It will show in your faces. And you know, another scary hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, he said, إِنَّهُ مَنْ سُئِلَ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ the one who is questioned on the day of judgment, it's game over, you're destroyed. So let us all make dua right now that, Ya Allah, don't question us on the day of judgment. You know, it's as if, you know, there will be people walking into Jannah, right? And there will be angels guarding you and they'll be like, you go, Jannah, you Jannah, you Jannah, you step aside. There's questioning for you. That guy is destroyed. That's it. Questioning means destruction. Those people who are step aside, they will be taken from their forelocks, their heads. Very, very graphic description of the, of the criminals. Allah is saying they will be taken, they will be tied up with their heads and their feet tied up together. Just like, you know, you know when we, uh, back in the days, like the old people in the forest, when they would do barbecue for like some, some deer or something. That's how you cook 
a deer that you catch in the forest, right? It's barbecue time. You, you tie it up to like some rod and then you flip it over in the fire. Allah is saying to the disbelievers who wanted to act like animals, we'll see it and then we'll believe it. Allah is saying you wanted to be like animals in dunya, we will treat you like animals in, Jah in, in Jahannam. We also treat you like that. And then, in that moment, which, which favors of Allah will you deny? This is Jahannam. Allah is saying, Hadihi. He didn't say Tilka, that. He says, Hadihi. It's as if He wants to us to visualize it. This is the Jahannam that you are denying. The criminals denied it. The people of Jahannam will be doing tawaf between the fire and Hamim An. What is Hamim An? Hamim An is boiling water that has reached the stage of, you know how like when you boil water, the bubbles come out, they keep getting bigger and bigger and the sounds come bigger and bigger and then the moment you switch it off, it's called An. Hamim An. That's the highest temperature of boiling water, right? That's how hot this water will be. Now, why is Allah mentioning The people of Jahannam, when they're in Jahannam, they'll be thirsty. So they'll, they'll run around like doing tawaf, right? They'll be running, looking for water. They'll see this Hamim An, they'll drink it, it's going to burn their intestines. They're, they're going to have enough of that water, they're going to go back to the hellfire. And back and forth, back and forth. Just like Sa'i, you know, Safa Marwa, Safa Marwa? You're going to be doing Safa Marwa. The, the criminals will be doing Safa Marwa between Jahannam and Hamim and An. Very, very, very like uh, horrific descriptions. But sorry, brothers and sisters, this is Quran. We can't censor. I can't filter this stuff out. If we're talking about Surah Rahman, we have to mention this. And I want to connect this to how this is mentioned in Surah Rahman. Some of you might say, Brother Fahad, what's this God of yours? You claim that He is merciful, but He's going to be punishing people and tying them, them with like their heads and their feet and He's going to be feeding them Hamim and An. What kind of God is this? Let's question what, first of all, who these criminals are, by the way. These criminals... By the way, remember the audience is who? The people of Quraysh, late Meccan. And did you know that the ayat of hijab were not revealed even in Mecca, they were revealed in Medina. So the ayat of hijab are not yet revealed. Ayat of riba and the hurma of riba not yet been revealed. Ayat of eating halal not yet been revealed. Ayat of praying not yet revealed. Ayat of prohibition of alcohol not yet revealed. So why are these criminals then? They're criminals because they have moral behavior, moral issues. They have corruption in their hearts. They're killing young daughters. They're not treating women justly. They're fighting with one another. They're killing one another unjustly. These are the reasons Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls them mujrimun, criminals. And now let's talk about how Allah is merciful with these warnings. These are actually brothers and sisters merciful warnings. And to give you the example of a teacher again, okay? So a teacher walks into the class and he's a chemistry teacher out of all subjects, right? The subject that we all love the most, not, right? We hate it the most, okay? So very difficult subject and the teacher comes in class and he says, here's this fat book. You guys have an exam in one week. 
I'm not going to tell you what chapters you need to study. Good luck. And he walks out of the room. Is this teacher merciful or not? No. Would you want to have a teacher like that? Hopefully not, right? On the other hand, you have another teacher that walks in, mashallah. He has a nice smile on his face. And he says, how are you doing, guys? By the way, you guys have an exam in two weeks. You know, it's a chemistry exam, but I'm going to make it easy on you. All you have to do is study chapter 1, 5, 6, and 9. And don't study the whole chapter. These are the, number, these are the questions you need to focus on. And inshallah, if you do them well, you will all pass with flying colors. Is that teacher merciful or not? Why is he merciful? Because he showed us what to do and what not to do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these ayat of warnings, he's still giving us a chance. Listen, if you pay attention to these ayat and you feel scared and you get your act together, then inshallah you'll be saved. So even the ayat of horror and you know, punishment in the Quran are mercy in disguise. Because Allah is giving you a warning. And why is He giving us a warning? Because He loves us. He is a Rahman. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and listen to this carefully. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us for Jannah, all of us. That's why He sent down the Quran to guide us to Jannah. That's why He sent down prophets to all of humanity to guide us to Jannah. And in the Quran, He warned us over and over and over again because He knows we're going to forget. Insan, right? We're going to forget. So Allah is warning us, listen, don't do this. I want you to go to Jannah. So don't ever, ever think that these ayat that are scary in the Quran are, you know, turn-offs or something. No, ma'adullah, we need them. We need a balance of, you know, sometimes hope of Jannah and fear of hellfire. We need... Different people have different habits that they need to be adjusted to. So inshallah, all of you are convinced that even the ayat of criminals in this section were merciful. All of you agree to this, inshallah? Can I see a show of hands? Alhamdulillah. You know, because that was a tough point. Uh, Alhamdulillah, we, we got it across. Section 4. Are you all ready for a tour of Jannah? Ready for a tour of Jannah, inshallah? Allah is the guide. Allah is the tour guide. He's taking us on a tour of Jannah now. Okay? وَلِمَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ جَنَّتَانِ Subhanallah. If you got scared in the previous ayat, congratulations, you earned the Jannah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You see how beautifully it's connected? How many of you got scared in the ayat previously? Congratulations. All of you earned Jannah bi-idhnillah, inshaAllah. وَلِمَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ جَنَّتَان Not even one. Two gardens. See how merciful Allah is with us? Why two? One obviously because there's jinn and ants being talked to. But the other amazing thing that you know I studied was one Jannah for being thankful and the other Jannah for being fearful of Jahannam. Subhanallah. Isn't that beautiful? And other scholars say one Jannah for your good deeds and one Jannah for staying away from bad deeds. Because you know we have people today who you know they don't, mashallah, they don't do any bad deeds. But in terms of good deeds they're like I don't need to do anything. Alhamdulillah. I don't drink alcohol. 
you know, I don't uh, smoke, I don't drink shisha, I don't gamble, I don't do zina, alhamdulillah, I'm fine. I don't need to do any good deeds. That's not the complete believer. And on the other extreme, you have people who say, Alhamdulillah, I have so many good deeds, I can get away with a few bad deeds here and there. So Allah is saying the believer who earns two jannahs, he's balanced. He's, mashallah, has a lot of good deeds and he's staying away from bad deeds. That's the balance. That's the two jannahs. Now Allah is talking to the believers. And he's saying, which of the favors of Allah are you going to deny now? The message here is amazing, subhanAllah. The believers, did they go through a tough time in Mecca or no? The believers, the Sahaba, they went through a very tough time. I mean, some of them had to leave their families. Some of their family members were killed in battlefields. And it was a tough time, right? Financially, they were, you know, suffering. There was a lot of suffering, 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 suffering. It's as if Allah is saying to them, in those moments of suffering, you should have thanked me. Because I was only increasing your level in Jannah. Subhanallah. This is a reminder for all of us. We go through trials and tribulations in our lives. We go through times of difficulties in our lives. But these times of fitna, you know, fatana, shay means to clean it up also. They use it for gold. You know when you, you get gold out from gold mines? You purify it by doing fatan. You purify the gold. The more you, fitna you get, the more pure the gold becomes. Similarly, Allah tests us. And the more tests we get, the more Allah is elevating our status. And so the believers, when they see this Jannah, they will, they will be regretful. They will be, they will be like, you know what, Ya Allah, we didn't thank you enough for those tribulations. Those sufferings, we didn't thank you enough, Ya Allah. Subhanallah. And the tour begins. Dawata afnan. Entry into Jannah. Imagine all of us are walking, inshallah, into Jannah. The first thing you see is afnan. Those two gardens will have afnan in them. What are afnan? Thick branches of trees. Afnan that are intertwined with one another. Intertwined branches of trees. And you know when you walk into like a rainforest, there's a lot of mystery there, right? What Allah is, trying, what Allah is doing is creating that mystery. When you first enter Jannah, you'll see these thick branches and greenery and everything will be covered. You won't be able to see much. There's a mystery. You're going to have to walk further down to see what's hidden. Subhanallah. فَبِأَيِّ آلَاءِ رَبِّكُمَا تُكَذِّبَانِ فِيهِمَا عَيْنَانِ تَجْرِيَانِ Then the next thing you see is two waterfalls in your two Jannahs. In each Jannah you'll have two waterfalls, two springs. And you know it's, it's human nature to love water, right? For those of us who um, you know, can't afford a waterfall in our house, we go to home center or you know, Ramaz and we buy those cheap five dinar fake waterfalls, right? With the sound, right? Just to feel happy that alhamdulillah we have waterfall in the house. Some of us, you know, we like to put pictures of water, waterfalls in our homes because we can't, we can't afford waterfalls. And you know, when you, when you travel abroad in the summer holidays, usually people, you know, when you go to these sightseeing sites where there's a lot of springs, what do you see? You see people crowded, right? Like for example, Niagara Falls. If you go to Niagara Falls, is it going to be empty or packed? If you try to take photos, are there chances that people are going to be in the background? Yes. Allah is saying these two waterfalls are privately only for you. You know, and my, my wife always complains, what's the point of going to a beach resort and like, you know, swimming pool and stuff? I don't care, I'm not going to be able to swim. 
Allah is saying, don't worry. These are private for you. You're going to have private access to two waterfalls and eat Jannah. SubhanAllah. It's human nature to love water. The most expensive houses face the water. Right? What are the most expensive property today? Either facing the water in Sif area or down south in Durat al-Bahrain, right? Facing the water. And the higher up you go, the better view you get. And kids, subhanAllah, kids, don't they love water? I mean, whenever I look at my childhood photos, right, pictures when I'm a small baby, right, with no, with no shorts on, I'm playing in water, right? Oh, this is, kids love this stuff. They love water and, you know, my wife keeps telling me when she gives a bath to the kids, they don't want to come out, they cry. They cry, they don't want to come out, they love water. So Allah knows our nature, Allah knows human nature. We love water. You know, the dream home for everybody is a home with a swimming pool or home with a private beach. Allah is saying you'll get it. And you know when we talk about family outings, when we talk about Jannah, by the way, don't think, don't be selfish. In this tour, yes we're together, but all the families are with us. Our kids, our spouses, our parents, we're all there, our grandparents, our cousins, our uncles and aunts, we're all together in Jannah, inshallah. And you know how like when you go on family outings, usually it's, a, it's especially if you have young kids, if you have three kids like me, it's a nightmare, right? It's a nightmare because you're going to have to change pampers every 15 minutes. Not me, I mean my wife, right? I'm going to be enjoying it. And you know, you're going to have to spend hours feeding them. And if one child cries, you're going to have to feed the other one. The other one's crying, you feed the third one. And one child is running away, he's, he's getting lost. Right? Come back. You, so you have to keep track. One of them is not missing. 